Good evening, and welcome to another riveting episode, installment of Beef Sticks Podcast, the classiest podcast on all the airwaves. Fucking A. Fucking A is right. Shit. Been a busy week. A lot of wrestling going on this week. Yeah, lots. Whether whether it's Wrestle catching Kingdom up on 20, stuff. Or... Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I tell you what. Six hours of Wrestle Kingdom is a bit to do at one time, but fucking WWE still throws out seven hours of WrestleMania, so they're still not the worst. <laughs> right. And I and I'd go match to match. Yeah, no, I, I look forward to getting through the. I figure I'll go through it two hours at a time when I finally sit down and watch it. Yeah, I'd say two to three hours at a time is just fine. Two matches at a time, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the main event was long, but it was a good long. It was uh, riveting, edge of your seat. I watched it with my son. He was super into it. He's a big Okada fan. He doesn't really know Tatsuya Naito. But uh, he was really. He does interested. now. He does. He does now. But yeah, good week overall. Cold, snowy, fuck. <laughs> Cold and snowy. That's for sure. Yeah. It's really great when it hits degrees, and you're like, "Oh shit, it's it's actually nice out." I know. Isn't that <laughs> sad? That's pathetic. <laughs> pathetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one like, of those. Fuck, di- like, one of those days, um, at least in Minnesota, the temperature here, and I'm not sure if it was temperature with wind chill or temperature dead, but um, it was high. It was wor- lower than the North Pole. It's like, God damn. <laughs> and I'm in the southern but, uh, part of this state, you know, fuck. It's even worse up north. It's crazy. Shit's wild, man. It is. Shit's wild. But spending five years in Redwood Falls, well, they get some. They get some pretty interesting winter weather down there. That's for sure. Yeah. One year the snow piles up, up high on the side of the road, goes over the top of the vehicle you're driving. The next year it's nothing but ice covering everything. The next year it's warm. And, and there's two years with no winter whatsoever. <laughs> yep, no snow, no nothing. You're out in your shorts during Christmas and shit. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it's just been so damn cold. So cold. So cold. Stone cold. Stone cold. Almost Stone as cold. cold. As... <laughs> uh, fuck. No! So yeah, I finally watched Honor's uh, final battle. So we finally get to talk about that for you guys on the show this week. I also think uh, I had some interesting things happen, I guess, kind of, vaguely. Yeah. Yeah, some interesting stuff. Nothing that really affected much going forward other than uh, uh, a major uh, announcement for a Royal Rumble match, which is intriguing. <laughs> I don't know if it sounds good, but it's intriguing. Uh, 
Yes, it's it's a new year, a time of change, a time of change of pace. Gonna be thank you guys for riding along with us. One thing that doesn't change though is our lonely sponsor, Monster yes. Wear Clothing. Finest in custom by decals. T-shirts, hand-painted, handcrafted hockey masks, and just about anything else your heart could desire. And my boy, Corey Matthews, on Facebook, at Monster Wear Clothing. And, uh, oh, Beast Podcast sent you. He'll hook you up real nice with a real good turnaround time. At a reduced price, of course. But your boy, Pasty, has a pole in the world. Pasty White has got your hookup. Holla if you hear me. <laughs> I miss Big Papa Pump. He was the man. Right. God, they should have brought him back instead of Goldberg. Hell yeah. I mean, their lawyers <laughs> prevented it from happening, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, bombs on everybody. Make sure to check us out on Facebook. It's uh, Beef Sticks Podcast at Facebook. Well, facebook.com forward slash Beef Sticks Podcast. You know how to work Facebook. Just throw us in your fucking search there. Throw us in your Google machine. It'll find it. Twitter. You can check us up at Beef Sticks CSB. Drop a tweet. Drop a line. Check out some pics. Check out some uh, random history notes of what happened on this day. All of that. Make sure to uh, go to our Patreon page. That is patreon.com forward slash cloud style. You can sign up to, to to donate as little or as much as you want. Kind of just go in there, throw it around. You know, throw, throw a dollar. Throw a couple dollars every month. Throw eight bucks every month. Show, just show some love. Show some love and we'll show you some love. Then, of course, there's the GoFundMe page. Go to GoFundMe.com. Go to their search and put in Cloud Style Broadcasting in the search there. You can go in there and you can help us out with whatever you want, however you want, whenever you want. Feel free. We definitely appreciate everything. Even if it's just downloading, subscribing, liking, sharing, commenting, anything that you do. I mean, we appreciate any of it. But we're not above begging for money either. We love the comments, either. folks. Yeah. Oh, with that being said... Oh, my God. We should do a video segment sometime where we dress homeless and we go down to Minneapolis <laughs> and we have cardboard signs that says support B-Sticks podcast on Patreon and then it has the link. That would be awesome. <laughs> I would do it. I would definitely do it. I mean, during the summer, <laughs> not during the winter. But, yeah, I'd right. do that. Well, we might people do it if we do it during the winter. <laughs> like, we just gotta suck it up and go out on the coldest day there is. Oh, God. <clears throat> have to, uh, have to get some, I have to get the opposite of just for men and kind of gray up my beard a little bit and get all scraggly. Yeah. We can do that. Oh. And do we need to hit the refrigerator what? today? We can. We can always hit the refrigerator. We can. I don't even need to tie my shoes this week. Holy crap. So let's go. 
I got some delicious ice cold Aquafina water, baby. Yeah, that's the shit. That's the shit on a freezing cold day like today. That Aquafina water will, will get you, man. That's got to be at least four proof. That's at least four proof. Tell you what, after, after, after staying up until almost four o'clock and then spending the whole day watching wrestling... I don't think I need anything getting me any more sleepier than I am. I want to make it through this podcast. <laughs> need something to charge me up. Charge me up. And of course, your boy Pasty White always stays true to the label. Even if he ain't got beer, he's got whiskey. And it's another black velvet and cheap cola night. Yeah, yo. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How sweet it ain't. Sounds good. Dude. Sounds good. I seen these motherfuckers cooking up a shark earlier today, I tell you what. Really? <laughs> well, it wasn't really a shark, but it was a watermelon, and they carved it to look like a shark. <laughs> the world's deadliest foods. Shark? <laughs> Fuck you. Get out of here. I'm not making that up. That's a shoot. I was watching an episode of Chopped, and the, the addition was world's deadliest foods or deadly foods or something like that. And they're like, and shark. And then they showed his watermelon carved <laughs> up with, like, the jaws up and teeth on it. Get the fuck out of here with that. You're, 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 now you're re- That's more than reaching. That's more than reaching. That's just right. lying. That's fucking lying. That's reaching around. That's a reaching That's reaching around. around. It's a reach around and a rusty trombone all at once, I'll tell you what. That's what that <laughs> shit is. Rustic trombone. Oh, well, we got a lot. We got a lot going on, a lot to talk about. Um, without further ado, unless you got something else to spit out here, let's uh, let's hit up the, uh, the news, notes, and rumors, Pasty. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds good to me, sir. Let's hit him with the news. Well, the question here is, is it too soon? I don't know. We'll let you be the judge. Chris Jericho dedicated his Wrestle Kingdom 12 match this morning, in which he faced Kenny Omega in a no-DQ match for the U.S. title, uh, in honor of Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit. This really got everybody talking and fired up on uh, on the old Entron net. Um, I'm going to be posting um, the actual tweet that he sent out. I'll be posting that on our website, our, our Facebook page, Beef Sticks Podcast. Um, but I thought it was worth discussing. It was worth uh, you and me, you know, flapping our jaws and putting our two cents in on it, especially since it's so fresh. What what do you think about this, Pasty? Good for Jericho. I mean, he never could or could have done it in the WWE, but they all came through New Japan, didn't they? 
in their younger career. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely, all three of them. Uh, Pegasus. So it's so fitting. Um, it's so was, fitting. Was it Pegasus Kid? It's either Pegasus or Pegasus Kid, I want to say. It was uh, Chris Pegasus Benoit. Kid, I want to say, is what it was. Um, yeah, and um, Eddie Guerrero was, uh, was one of the Tiger Masks. Was he Tiger Mask 4? Tiger Mask 4, I want to say. <laughs> um... And Chris Benoit or uh, and Chris Jericho was was Chris Jericho, um, but yeah, yeah, they all came through New Japan. They all ended up making it huge. Those two are passed away, so you say good for him, huh? Yeah, you know the internet also has has been you know just churning, churning with aggression and defense in the Chris Benoit, and I just want to point it out there that they're. Still is no real definitive proof that he did it. It could have been a setup. I'm not saying it was. Fucking. <laughs> 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 yeah, you love your conspiracy theories, man. I love it. I, I do. love it. I do. Um, I, I do. actually, surprisingly, I I kind of agree with you. Um, is it tasteless? Maybe, but it's it's his match. It's his Twitter. It's it's his, it's his match, right? They were and, his friends. It's his history. Yeah, if he wants to do it, that's it's fine. not her story. He didn't. He didn't dedicate a fucking uh, a slaughter to Chris Benoit. He didn't dedicate murdering a child to Chris Benoit. He dedicated a match which was really good. And I'm one of those people. There's some people that can't watch a Chris Benoit match to this day, and I understand that. I'm one of those people. I can sit back and just love a Chris Benoit match. I can sit back and enjoy every moment of it, appreciate the art form and what he did. Um, you can also appreciate when he's getting his ass whooped and just be like, yeah, you fucking child killing bastard. Whoop his ass! <laughs> so you can, so you can even watch it with a different kind of love at this point. But I, you know, I, I go out there and I say, I respect artists as artists and I respect Chris Benoit for what he did. There's so many other people that have done so many horrible <laughs> things, uh, throughout mm. the times, you know, um, Fucking uh, 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 um, Jimmy Snuka murdered his girlfriend. You know, people still call him a legend and shit. There's just uh, put it out here just like this: is is any artist, any uh, prominent, like well-known, prestigious artist suffers their own demons and traumas, but still produces fantastic art. Right. Don't judge them by their demons. Judge them by the work they left behind. Yeah, Van Gogh was a fucked up dude. The most damaged and troubled people tend to be the most creative people. That's their outlook. And right. So I mean, yeah, I'm okay with it. I, I, it doesn't piss me off. I think um, I he obviously knew it was coming. He's not that stupid. He knew that that was coming. He knew all the follow up and all the. The hate and everything was coming. But he's also, he's a person now that, he's an artist that can do whatever he wants. He's basically, he's he's self, not so much self-made, but he's self, um, I don't know the word I'm trying to think of. But he doesn't, if WWE decides to never take him back, he's fine. If Wrestle Kingdom decides to never take him back, he's fine. He'll wrestle wherever he wants to wrestle, putting on five-star matches. He'll go out with Fozzie, and he'll put on shows with Fozzie, and he'll fucking sell out shit. I mean, he'll go out there, and he'll do whatever. He'll write books. He'll have his podcast. Okay. People are still going to listen to all that shit. He can get fired from every place he's he's got connections to now, and he'll be okay. 
So he isn't beholden to anybody at this point, and he might as well fucking use that. There's not enough people that aren't. I'm beholden my nuts, you know? <laughs> the only thing that, that I wish is I wish Chris Jericho had the hairstyle he has now while he was in his run in the WWE. Oh, my Wow. God. Let me just That's say just this. his best hair ever. <laughs> Let me say this, Pasty. <laughs> Chris Jericho's hair in this match is the worst fucking thing about Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> it is so god fucking awful. He's got it slicked back in kind of a Roman Reigns man bun. And then he's got one of those plastic fucking headbands that like 13 year old girls wear uh, fucking on his head too. And it just looks. <laughs> It's just, I mean, I, I was just sitting here shaking my head like, oh my gosh, that hair is the worst thing in Wrestle Kingdom. Hands down. Awful. So it's funny that you mentioned this hair is so much greater now because uh, in WWE it is. The, this this match that happened this morning, woo, it was rough. It was not a good hairstyle. Why would he put it up? He grew it out for this moment and you're going to augment it at the last second. Nobody likes my bullets. Give me a hair tie and a beret! <laughs> yeah, it was fucking hilarious. Uh, but yeah, congratulations, Chris. You're the man. You're the fucking man. Moving on to EC Justice. So recently, Sid Justice, or Sid Vicious, or Psycho Sid, or whatever you want to call him, the softball playing monster who snapped Sid his leg. Sid the Sloth from, from Sid, Ice Sid Age. Sloth. Um, he no-showed an indie promotion called Absolute Intense Wrestling on December 29th in Cleveland, Ohio. The independent promotion tried to make things up to the fans in attendance by having Impact Wrestling's Ethan Carter III, yes folks, EC3, wrestle against Gregory Iron. But there's a twist. What a twist. <laughs> EC3 actually bought a wig and dressed up as the former WWE and WCW champion, appearing under the name EC Justice. And he took on old Gregory Iron in a comedy-type match in which Iron himself came out dressed as Sid with the vest and everything, and he wrestled as Greg Justice. Um, this, was, this was just hilarious, and it's the promoters turning a bad situation into something <laughs> decent. I mean... Working right. with what they got. Give the people what they want to see in stereo. Yeah. And I mean, I'd love to see Sid Vicious <laughs> live, but man, I'll rather watch EC3 than a Sid Vicious match nowadays. I'd rather watch EC3 now than Sid as his prime. And the greatest part was, the greatest part was, is after the event, EC3 was actually signing autographs for Sid Vicious. People would come up, there's a picture, um, I'll, have to, I'll have to put this on our Facebook page also, but somebody got um, an 8x10 headshot of Sid, Sid Vicious from uh, his WCW days. And, and EC3 signed it. He wrote, I am not Sid Vicious. <laughs> Love Ethan Carter III. <laughs> I was like, that's just <laughs> awesome. That's almost better than a Sid Vicious signed fucking uh picture that's that's great might take a while to gain the same amount of value <laughs> yeah but it's unique there's not going to be a thousand of, i mean there's a million and one sid vicious fucking i mean those things aren't worth any money a sid vicious head headshot sign 
Well, this is this is something that's fairly unique, you know. He's not going to be EC3 ain't going around signing a bunch of fucking savings and shit. Right. Oh. Mm. So going from uh, one stumbly brute to a uh, quite a limber brute back in his day, the glorious mailman. Yes, former NBA and WCW star Carl Malone celebrated with Bobby Roode this past Tuesday. Now remember, Malone is no stranger to the squared circle. He actually competed in WCW in the past, teaming with his real-life friend DDP Diamond Dallas Page in a losing effort against the duo of Rodzilla Dennis Rodman and Hollywood Hulk Hogan at the 98 <laughs> Bash at the Beach. It was not a great match. Fucking WCW. Um, although he did not wrestle yeah. at this most recent event, he did join Bobby Roode in the ring at SmackDown Live after the live feed was off, and he even did the, the glorious pose with Bobby Roode. Not only that, he fucking shared a bottle of water with him. I don't know. That was kind of weird. They, just, they both sat there and drank water together. I was like, well, that's cool. Hydrated. Right. That's not a beer. <laughs> Hey, you're keeping up with the trend. you damn right. I'm, I'm, I'm with the trend. I'm with the times. I want to throw a huge raging party and everybody shows up and it's just like a jug of water instead of a keg and a whole bunch of bottles of water and a cooler. <laughs> right. Are you guys ready to get turned up? You ready to hydrate? That'd be awesome. H2O, here we go! <laughs> Instead of fucking uh, GHB and X, got a bunch of vitamins lying around. <laughs> Stay up on your iron! Take some calcium, good for your bones! <coughs> Don't get out during the day, here's some vitamin E! Lines of protein powder on a mirror yep. in the kitchen. <laughs> Going down. <laughs> Man, what kind of fucking... Chopped up cold pills like Mucinex. Just snort this shit. It'll get rid of your fucking mucus immediately. Just take a little huff here. God. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Um, Nobody would stay, but it'd be fun. You'd have to have a really good band. (laughs) So they had to stay. And then record the whole night. Who's a band? <laughs> oh, moving on. I'm sexy and I know it. Uh, Maria Canellis Bennett, who uh, you know from, you don't know from WWE TV because they're never on it anymore. But whatever, they're still signed. Right. Well, then uh, she got knocked. She got knocked like right after they got signed. Um, I don't know. Maybe. She's pregnant, yo. Oh yeah, yeah. She's getting twins. She has twins, isn't it? I think she's the one that had. I think she was the one that was having twins or triplets or something. Um, she recently took to Facebook though to address the recent leaked nude photos of herself, saying up front. Now this comes straight from her Facebook page, folks. Leaked photos. So I guess I probably should make a statement about this at some point. Ha ha. I guess first you should know every photo that I have seen leaked was something for my husband of over three years who I have been with for six and a half. 
They were sent to or taken by Mike. So you aren't seeing anything salacious or forbidden. I like how she says all the fakes that I've, or all the leaks that I've seen so far. That means there's some out there that aren't. I like the way she worded that. Um, She's got a couple of Xavier Woods. Yep. She says, you are seeing our personal photos. It doesn't bother me that I'm naked. I have been naked. Boobs, butt, etc. I'm going off of her Facebook page now. But folks, remember, she was actually in Playboy, I think, twice. At least once, but I think twice. So, yeah, she's been there. She says, if my children asks about those photos, I will say, Mommy and Daddy have a healthy relationship. We love each other. Daddy thinks Mommy is sexy, and there is nothing wrong with that. The problem is the insta- or the intrusion of privacy. The sad, sad humans that cannot make a happy, healthy life of their own. I would tell my child to feel sorry for the people who do not have enough love of their own and have to steal it from others. Mommy and Daddy pity the people that have enough time on their hands to fish through our photos, but no time to make a life of their own. To those people, I say get some help. Try online dating and stop breaking the law. Um, she goes on to actually about another couple of par- paragraphs about that size, so I, I, I'm not going to read all of it there. But, um, yeah, this is another case where I think, like you said with Chris Jericho, good for you. Good for you. There is uh, there is nothing wrong with it. And to all right. the people that say what, you know, oh, when, when your kids see it, when your kids see it, in this day and anybody that grew up in my generation or later, they all have fucking nudes out there anyway. So everybody's kids, had there's nudes of everybody's parents out there. They're there. If you didn't take them, I took them. And you didn't know. I mean, they're there. Yeah, I feel the same way. What's your, what's your you know, take? good on them owning it and not hiding behind people, cyberbullying and shit. No, you stand up, own that shit. Good for you. Yeah. And I, you know... Again, for research, for research, I seen them, and there wasn't anything like hardcore or fucking wild like pages. They're all actually, a lot of them look like they could have been taken by Playboy. There's actually one that's just a really sexy ass pic that I'm just like, God, you could put that in a centerfold. Um, But there's no like insertions, there's no like any of that going on. It's just her taking some, some very pretty pictures, sending them to her husband. You know, you got to think about it. As every woman should. As every woman should. Send them to your husband, <laughs> to his friends, to his co-workers, to me. Uh, my number is 437-596-4040. Uh, send it there. But yeah. I'm, I'm proud of her. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of her for being proud of herself. And you know what? I mean, you just, you have to be honest with your kids about, about everything. You know, my son knows I have a sexual life and I'm not with any woman. Right. Why should I lie to him? Why should I tell him it's, it's wrong to do it when I don't believe that? I don't believe it's wrong. So good. Good for her. Uh, moving on to another beautiful young lady. We have the Phoenix Rising. Yes, WWE.com posted the following. This comes straight from WWE.com. As revealed by newly announced WWE Mixed Match Challenge hosts, Renee Young and Byron Saxton. I didn't even know they were the host. On Facebook Live today, 
WWE Hall of Famer Beth Phoenix will join Michael Cole and Corey Graves on the announce team for the Facebook Watch exclusive show. Um, that could, you know, I, I don't know how Beth is on the mic, but that could be a decent team. Cole, Graves, and Phoenix. I could see it. I could see it. I don't know that I'll ever see it. I mean, it. If, if she's talking about doing something like that, I'm going to just throw this in, too. She's going to be in the Royal Rumble oh, this yeah. year. I know I said it last week. I said it last week. She's going to be in it. Um, oh, yeah. Especially with the way Edges had presents. And even recently, they were talking about they're pretty sure they're going to do another season of the Edge and Christian show that reeks of awesomeness. Yeah. So. I, uh, <laughs> it's a little off topic, but have you noticed that they have, like, the women coming out now, and uh, I for for the first place, I don't like that men can just come out and say I'm I'm submitting myself to the Royal Rumble. Like, who the fuck gave you the power to do that? Shouldn't that be like a Booker's decision? Shouldn't somebody backstage decide who's in there? All these fuckers are like, I'm entering the Royal Rumble. Fuck. But anyways, I find it funny that these women are coming out going, I am entering my name in the Royal Rumble. I am entering. They've come out and said it's 30 You're minutes. all in it! Yeah. If you don't have a championship, you're in it! There's not, there's not 30 women on the roster. You don't have to announce it. You're just there. You're fucking there. Okay, dude. Wayne Zellifor's gonna be in that motherfucker. <laughs> I just find that amusing. Fun. Queet. What the fuck is queet? Queet. Like, a cute queet? Uh... I haven't seen one of them yet, but they have to exist. <laughs> Moving on to more beautiful young ladies, we got Sweet Dreams. Aww. Lisa Marie Verone. I don't know if anybody remembers that name, but you probably remember Tara in Impact Wrestling and or Victoria in WWE. Well, yes. she, she reunites with Jesse Goddard. Remember him from the... Uh, the, the Shore, the, the Jersey boy there in, in Impact Wrestling. Um, she reunites with him on the current season of the soap opera Tainted Dreams, streaming exclusively on Amazon and Amazon Prime. Goddard's plays Ooh. a leading man. Dylan. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Goddard's plays the leading man Dylan Buckwald on Tainted Dreams, and he is, quote, a bad boy with a troubled past who's given one last chance to try to get his life together. <laughs> and Verone wow. Betrays... Have ever seen anything? No, that's, that's original. That's original as shit. <laughs> and shit. Uh, Tara, she plays his uh, parole officer, Carla Santiago. Um, she She's related to Carmen Santiago. I think it's her uh, her aunt or her cousin or something like that. She's going to she's gonna she's appear on her. She is. Yeah. Um, um, and she refuses to give up on him. She knows there's a good guy in there somewhere. <laughs> uh, if you remember, this actually this pairing makes sense because Tara and Jesse were known as Hollywood's hottest couple back in Impact Wrestling, and actually Goddard's debuted for Impact Wrestling at Bound for Glory 2012 as Tara's secret Hollywood boyfriend. So they got a lot of co- chemistry together. Um, if you were wondering, they never did date in real life, I believe... What they were working at the couple angle and impact, um, Tara was married at the time. I know she's not now, but I believe during that whole time she was. So they never dated in real life, but yeah, it's, it's kind of cool, man. 
Good for them. Good for them. I'm not going to watch it, but I don't. I was going to say I don't watch soap operas, but I watch pro wrestling, so I do watch soap operas. That's. I ain't going to lie, folks. <laughs> what? You say you haven't got enough about news of beautiful women? Well, fucking come along then, folks. Yeah. Get it on a new segment. Right? <laughs> it should be a new fucking segment. Beautiful women news. E now stands for Sports Entertainment Television. Not oh, I can see the graphic for it already. Beautiful Women News. Except it's got, it says Beautiful Women Nudes, but the D is crossed out. Cross it out and scribble over with an EW. <laughs> so Brandy ain't going to be outdone by Tara. Fuck that. She is going to be on the second episode. Brandy Rhodes is going to be on the second episode of Wags Atlanta. Wags <laughs> Wags, Wags. Atlanta. <laughs> I had to fucking do some research to figure out what the fuck Wags Atlanta is. Apparently it stands for Wives and Girlfriends, and it's basically just, um, they take a look at wives and girlfriends of celebrities and shit. Wags Wives and Girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's a brand new show I on E. Um, brand new show on E, which happens to be the same channel that airs Total Bellas and Total Divas. Her and Cody are both going to be on the whole second episode, and it will focus exclusively on them. So, um... Ooh! I'm not gonna watch it. Cody with his Ric Flair blonde hair. Oh, I know his daddy did it, but I'm I still can't attributing stand, yeah, it. Yeah, I can't stand his blonde hair. You know, I don't know. Shit, I actually think it looks good on him. I see more of his father in him now than I ever have in his career before with that hair. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, that, I that agree. hair to bleed all over. So. It's always good if you're going to be blading to have that, that bleached blonde hair. Oh. I like it. At first I was like, what? And then I was like, like Okay. I did like how he it makes him more of a bad guy too. I think. Yeah, and he revealed it all neat. And nobody knew, it. and he whipped the hood off, and it's all platinum blonde. Whatever. All right, done with the beautiful women at this point. Heck no! Heck no! <laughs> On to Miss Money in the Bank, Carmella. It seems like Carmella has removed all mentions of Big Cass from her social media accounts. Due to Carmella pulling all Cass references, rumors have run rampant that the couple has split up. Neither superstar has commented publicly on the rumors as of yet, but Carmella and Cass have publicly acknowledged their relationship and are even featured on the current season of Total Divas. So, uh... Something, I mean, we're going to have to find something out sooner or later, that's for sure. Right? Now it's time for James Ellsworth to make his return. Right? <laughs> or Enzo Amore. Yeah. Oh, I, God. I really don't care. They weren't... Even they were gonna... That's my question. Because I haven't even noticed he's been gone, to be honest. Uh, really? That's yeah. sad. That's sad. He's, it's going to be big when he returns. It's going to be... It's going to be huge. No, it's not. <laughs> Bigger than... And he'll be released like six months. 
Bigger than the button on my desk. Huge. Fucking dumbass. <laughs> Did you see that fucking button tweet? Oh my god. What a jackass. No, I don't think so. Really? He is a jackass. He put out a tweet talking about uh, Kim Jong-un said that he has a button on his desk and, re- and within a hand's reach. Will somebody tell his his hunger-starved and deplorable people to let him know, I got a button on my desk, and it's bigger, and it works. <laughs> Fucking dude, shut up. <laughs> it doesn't matter how big your button is. That doesn't affect anything. <laughs> that doesn't affect the size of the missiles uh. or anything. My button's bigger. Probably like a button on a fur coat to fuck It's not even gonna be Korea that attacks us. It'll be the rest of the world, but we're so focused this. It's just gonna be America fucking going against itself finally again. Oh <laughs> On to my favorite story of the week. Train, say your prayers, and take your vitamins. Oh hold on, let me let me get into it. Alright, brother. Train, say your prayers, and take your vitamins. Move over, Fred Flintstone, because there's a new champion for children's vitamins. The WWE Children's Multivitamin Gummy Collection is now available, brother. Designed for children under 13. What you gonna do when vitamins are shaped like the WWE and Universal Championships and come in three delicious flavors? Sherry, grape, I pushed a button and I lost my place. Oh, and raspberry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is a real thing, folks. I I stole that. uh, I didn't steal, but I I took that whole clip from WWE.com. That's that's their exact words to sell this vitamin. The whole move over Fred Flintstone. I mean, I added the voice. But, uh, yeah, we we now have... You can't... So so they're not even shaped like raspberry? wrestlers that people would know there's no hulk hogan one if there's no hulk hogan one then there's no wwe vitamins that's not how it works no no it's it's just uh it's just the, the they're just shaped like the championships well yeah and it's like they're shaped like the universal and the wwe championship it's like they're fucking shaped the same <laughs> my god right exact <laughs> same shape yeah, it's one shape <laughs> it's one shape you fuckers <laughs> God. You don't have multi, multiple colors vitamins to let us see that. Oh, this is this is the United States or the Universal Championship. Oh, this is red. Right. No. I just I want to see the fucking yeah. nine year old that goes to take his vitamins and he just throws it back at his mom and he's like, "I'm a SmackDown Live fan. I want the WWE title. That's a Universal." Brock Lesnar bust in and kick some fucking 12-year-old's ass because he's got a fucking gummy. That's my title. And the Intercontinental Championship. And where's the women's championship? Are these strictly vitamins for boys? Strictly for boys. Strictly for boys. Yes. <laughs> Next year, they're going to come out with a women's line. This and it'll is terrible. Have, it'll have the... The Raw Women's Champion and the SmackDown Women's Champion. And then James Ellsworth will jump in there and there will be a chin. (laughs) Fuck. I love it. It just, man, the first time I read it. This is what happens when you 
and cakes and let WWE come up with their own products. Right. Yeah. I had such a laugh, man. Such a, just their description. I love it. I love it. Such a, Ooh. All right. Now, before we get into our injury report for the week, uh, I thought we'd end on some good news. Congratulations for Titus. Thaddeus Bullard, that most of you folks are probably know as Titus O'Neil, has posted on Twitter. I like his real name better. Right? I know. That's a, that's a strong name, Thaddeus Bullard. Uh, he posted he, on once Twitter. He, once he's released, it goes to the end. He'll be just fine. Yeah, you should, yeah just, go, just go with your name, buddy. Just go with your name. He, uh, he will be receiving the Drum Major for Justice Award at the upcoming MLK Honors. Now, I had no idea what the hell this was. So I looked into a little bit, and it seems that it comes from a sermon delivered nearly 55 years ago where Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. described what he called the drum major instinct to the congregation in Atlanta's Ebenezer Scrooge Baptist Church. Um, the words he spoke that day were the inspiration for this National Service Award, and the award recognizes leaders who give their time to serving others but seldom seek the spotlight. And anybody who's watched WWTV knows that Titus seldom seeks the spotlight. <laughs> but no, this, this is awesome. I'm so happy for him. I think uh, this is a great award. I think it's cool he's getting it. I know it he sounds does a just lot like for Titus, youth. too. He is known as like one of WWE's most like charitable faces. Yeah, he does a lot for youth, uh, for, for troubled youth and, and struggling whatever. youth. I mean, yeah, that's awesome. Good for him. It's the behind the scenes shit. He doesn't get enough credit. He does not get enough credit. It definitely doesn't reflect on his in-ring career at all. Right. The only thing that's going to suck is when he goes up to take the award and he has to fucking drop a promo on him. I mean, that's going to be rough for him. <laughs> he, he doesn't handle <laughs> promos well. <laughs> He's going to come up there. Thanks for the award. Who? 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 His fucking ears. <laughs> Titus Brand taking over. All right, before we get into Ring of Honor, uh, let's let's knock out some injury reports. I thought when we started out this week, I was like, you know what? Wow, it's gonna be like one thing for the injury report. That's cool. I love it when there's nothing or very little for the injury report. Now nah, we got a few, but that's okay. That's okay. We'll talk about them. First up, PW Insider is reporting that the WWE Cruiserweight Champion checked himself into a Miami emergency room on the 1st for an undisclosed illness, but he actually was able to arrive at Raw an hour before the show started. But apparently once Amore was there, he pushed to be allowed to compete on the show because he was scheduled to defend his WWE Cruiserweight Championship Against Cedric the Ale- Ale- Cedric the Alexander, <laughs> Cedric the Alexander. <laughs> I want to start calling him that now, Cedric the Alexander. Um, unfortunately for him, WWE officials informed him that due to his illness, he would not be allowed to compete, and they allegedly ordered him to leave the venue and return to the hospital. I'm all for a wrestler's safety, but man, I think they're taking some of this shit a little far now, man. Well, you know, the mumps came 
movies, they probably didn't pull people as quickly as they could have, and, and it spread, and it almost ruined a pay-per-view. They're lucky they covered their asses. They're lucky. I feel like that put them in a state of panic, because yeah. one time, one time this is going to happen, and half the roster will be wiped out at, like, Mania, and that's probably why they were thinking it, too, you right. know? Yeah, they could be a little gun-shy. I didn't even think about that. That's a good point, Pacey. You can't have things going wrong at this point in the timeline. We got, we got Royal Rumble. Rumble, we got Elimination Chamber, we got Mania. Yeah. And, and everything one. has to stay the way it is. They're not going to be able to cover their asses the way they did at No Mercy every time. Not, no. No. That was a fucking godsend. The, that was the, 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 like, the break in the karma for them that they've needed for a long time. Like, yeah, this all went wrong. improved that pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Like, yeah. tenfold or better. Yeah. No, I never thought about that, Pacey. That's actually, that's a, that's a very good point. I did not think about that. They probably are gun-shy from the whole mumps incident. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Pacey. I got new insight and feel a little better for, okay. think hi, more highly of WWE. They might just be stupid and that might not have had anything to do with it, but I'm going to go with yours and, and I'm going to give them credit and say that they were being smart. Good for them. Braun Strowman, he was sent home from the holiday tour after taking ill also. The Monster Among Men took part in the first two events of the tour, but returned home Thursday due to the illness. As we know, though, he was actually back on Raw, so thankfully he must be doing much better at this point. Hopefully that was the, the, the last of his illness. I'm hoping. Uh, Jazzy Gabert. Jazzy Gabert was uh, one of the May Young Classic competitors, and everybody thought she was getting signed. Everybody thought she she was the Brigitte Nielsen looking broad. Um, and everybody thought she was getting signed. Well, she was on the most recent episode of Edge and Christian's Pod of Awesomeness that dropped last Friday. Check it out if you would; it's a good show. And revealed she was offered a WWE contract following the tournament, but. The offer was rescinded by WWE once their doctors discovered that she had three herniated discs in her back. So according to Gabert, she was contacted by the WWE doctor who informed her that we're really sorry, Jazz, but we cannot give you our clearance and you are disqualified. You cannot work for the WWE at this time. Gabert says that she is scheduled to get surgery to resolve the issue, but she is unsure if she'll actually be able to wrestle ever again. So this this is another example of a wrestler maybe getting lucky by finding out about a potential career-ending injury early due to a WWE physical. Um, this could have been the best thing that happened to her. Right. Uh, I mean, not not having the injury, but getting the physical to WWE... Because they're obviously much more intense than... You go to an indie place, they're just going to say, Are you good? Yeah? Okay, go. You know, they're not giving you the strict physicals, so... Hopefully she comes out of it even right. better, even stronger, and hopefully we see her in the women's division in WWE soon. Uh, speedy recovery. This one's for you, Pacey. This one's all for yes, you. Indeed. I thought about you the whole time I was typing this up, man. I was like... Pacey's going to be grinning ear to fucking ear. Daniel. That's exactly the way he words it, too. 
Daniel fucking Daniel Bryan. fucking Brian. Recently spoke to the media. Who's the media? We're the media, but he didn't talk to us. He was attending a Springfield <laughs> Thunderbird game last Friday night. In addition to performing the ceremonial drop the nuts before the game, Brian commented on potentially returning to in-ring competition. He said, and I quote, I assume that if I don't wrestle by WrestleMania, I probably won't be wrestling with WWE at all, said Brian. That's my assumption. The leader of the Yes Movement continued to say, it's not a black and white answer. There are a lot of issues with me getting cleared by WWE. They have a very strict protocol, which is a good thing, but the timeline of all that happening was not the best for me. It's an interesting situation that will develop. Uh, the biggest thing I want to say here before develop. before I let you go, Pasty, is that uh, every time he's, he mentioned, mentioned it, he mentions, like, I won't be able to wrestle with WWE at all. And there are a lot of issues with me getting cleared by WWE. He never once mentions not wrestling. He just mentions WWE. Yeah. Yeah. I I still, I don't know. I don't, I don't believe that Daniel Bryan would allow for WWE to push this will he be fighting again thing just to sell WrestleMania. Because you know I mean if he, he doesn't fight they're just stretching this out as a fuck you to the fans that's going to go on for four months. I don't I don't think so. There, well, there's going to be payoff. There's two things with that. One, they did that with Daniel the Miz Bryan already. would not allow sense. He did it with the Miz. Yeah, but, so we already know he would. I mean if you give him money he'll do it. He doesn't care. And the other thing with that is they're really not teasing a Shane and Daniel match. They've just been teasing Shane and Owens and Zayn. I don't see where people... Daniel Bryan is supposed to be the person that's, like, goading Shane with them. He's the one that's, you know, if preventing him from being the McMahon. If, if there was no Daniel Bryan, he'd just be in there doing what he wanted to, like he did to Austin, and then Owens and, and Sammy would be faces. Daniel's the one there to make it so that Shane isn't that Vince McMahon character. That's the way I see it. I don't see them really planting the seeds for a, a Shane Daniel. I haven't seen anything other than people being hopeful that really. I don't even want to see Shane and Daniel. I want to continue to be tied up with this Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn issue. I mean, yeah, I mean, there will be some kind of follow up between the two of them, but I want to see that not lasting thing. See what and I. going to be like. Stone Cold. Then you do that. I was sitting there thinking... Um, I could be down with that. That I, I honestly think... At this point <laughs> now... I mean, we know Shane's going to wrestle at WrestleMania. Who knows what it is. And, and it's probably going to involve Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in some way or the other. You know. Somehow. I honestly think WrestleMania, yeah. Shane turns heel. And then, uh, and then we have a heel... We have a heel authority figure that's working with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And then Daniel Bryan has to be against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, who he's been sticking up for. Not protecting, but he's been sticking up for them. Like, give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, let let them do their thing. Now, they've turned on him with Shane. And then that leaves Daniel to be like the underdog um, authority figure, which is kind of a oxymoron, but... That's, that's, when I was sitting there the other day thinking about it, I was like, you know what, that's what I think it is. I think 
I think Shane's going to join um, uh, Owens and Zayn and turn heel. I think he's going to turn heel. I think that's what happens at WrestleMania. He turns heel. I don't know, but... This is good to guess. I don't know. I, I don't see that at all. I mean, I am looking through rose-colored lenses, and I'm allowing myself to. Yeah, that's all right. Because I'm very, fairly certain... It's the that, future. That my thought process here is correct. Yeah. It's the future. You definitely yeah. can. All right. That's all I got for the news of the day, folks. That's all, all right. I got for the news. The news. Shit. Coming up next, y'all, we got our Ring of Honor final battle results a day late and a dollar short. But that's just the way things go when Pasty takes the reins. <laughs> when he takes the Roman reins. <laughs> now, this was a pretty damn good show. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't... I didn't give full attention to every match, but I paid attention where I thought it mattered, and I, I was entertained pretty thoroughly. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and uh, I think we can just uh, just go down the card and fucking knock it off. Go ahead and start pacing. You watched it most recently. It's been about a month since I've watched this, so I'm, I'm a little... <laughs> I'm a little... Uh, um, foggy. I was going to watch a handful of the matches I, I knew I really loved and wanted to talk about. I was going to watch them today. Six hours of fucking Wrestle Kingdom, man. It wasn't happening. Wasn't happening. Right. So we'll kick it off with the night match that kicked off night in Ring of Honor Final Battle. And that is Matt Taven defeating Will Ospreay in a time of 10 minutes. Minutes and 58 seconds. This is a good way to start the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is always... Uh, Will Ospreay is a good way to get the crowd going, man. Get them hot right off the bat. Um, hit some of his... Oh, yeah. his, his uh, I kind of thought that this was going to be a later in the card. Yeah, he, he hit some of his uh, signature you know. moves. Matt Taven was good. They put on a great show, but I, I think I, I feel like they held back to not overshadow the rest of the card. I I think they could have done a lot more, but I enjoyed what I watched. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Will Ospreay is always entertaining as fuck to watch. Oh fuck yeah. I mean almost anything. You can watch oh, it eggs, it's entertaining. <laughs> you're flipping around kicking the eggs fucking doing a Spanish fly to the fly that's flying in the kitchen I'll tell you what it's nuts <laughs> it's fucking nuts <coughs> oh here no, I got just all around a really good way to start the show I was going to see if there was anything uh, get me nice and settled in you got me a little reminder brought up here and I was going to see if there's anything I wanted to talk about on here necessarily oh one thing throughout this whole um pay-per-view that i noticed that i really liked was they were really pushing um the referees like enforcing the rules 
If there was a if if there was somebody trying to fucking get on the ropes, and we'll talk about that a little later, but using the ropes for leverage, grabbing the ropes, um, trying to do some shenanigans, the ref was on it every time. And oh yeah, yeah. It was kind of refreshing because it kind of made you feel like not only are these refs not idiots, but they're actually doing their job. And these wrestlers have to try to over. If, and they ain't taking no shit. Yeah, and if you're gonna be a heel and you're gonna do something dirty, you gotta really try for it. I mean, you can't just run up, throw powder in your face, and there's a fucking cloud of powder, and the ref looks around like an idiot. No, you gotta really do something. So I, I enjoyed that. Well, well, we'll talk about it more later. <coughs> Because, right. yeah. <laughs> How the ref didn't just say, this match is over, is beyond me. But, yeah, like I said, that's, that's a little bit for later. That's how I feel. Uh, is that, are you talking about ROH or are you talking about WWE? I'm talking about ROH. I'm talking about the uh, four-way elimination. How about, uh, how about fucking, uh, I know, right? Uh, how about WWE with uh, fucking, uh, um... Not Kurt Hawkins. What's the other? Heath Slater running in in the middle of the match against fucking Rhino and Braun Strowman and just wailing on Braun Strowman in front of the referee and the referee does nothing. Like, dude, <laughs> that match is out, buddy. That match is out. Right. Like, he's, you got two people fighting him and it's a one-on-one match. I don't care if he can take both of them. There's rules for a reason. He's fucking out. <laughs> all right. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, in WWE, there are only rules when they're convenient. Fuck. Yeah, ain't that the truth? <laughs> Up next, we had a, a very high-octane match between War Machine and the Ascension, which ended at a time of 9 minutes and 35 seconds. The addiction, my friend, but yeah. The Ascension would have been neat. <laughs> That's what I meant. Did I really? Did I say the Ascension twice? You said you said War Machine versus the Ascension, <laughs> the Addiction, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, Let's uh, not confuse the people though. Right. One's what? One, I mean, I like the Ascension, but they're no Addiction. I'm not addicted to the Ascension, <laughs> but my addiction has ascended. That's true. Uh, yeah, this was uh, this was kind of a uh, it was a clash of styles, but I thought they made it work. I thought they made it work well. I I really thought yeah, they made yeah, it. no, definitely. Um, I'm definitely more familiar with the addiction than I am with War Machine. Yeah, but you know, just every time I see War Machine, I'm always reminded of why they are fucking insane. That drop kick you at know? the very beginning of the match. It's like fucking a. Yes, dude, you're too big to be doing that drop kick, buddy. But it looked good. And don't worry, you're right. gonna be getting uh, you're gonna be getting acquainted to them. They should be joining WWE here soon, man. A lot of folks are gonna get acquainted with them. Uh, this was the match where there was a ton of Christopher Daniels trying to use the rope for leverage and and cheating. And man, the ref was on him every single time. Every single time. Um, I was surprised. I didn't think War Machine was going to win against the Addiction, 
since we knew War Machine is, is leaving Ring of Honor, whether they're going to WWE or not, they're leaving Ring of Honor. Um, so I was surprised that they gave him the uh, victory here, which is cool. That's good. That's fine. Just I, I was taken aback by that. I was taken aback by that. Those are good times. It was. Up next, we had Jay Lethal defeating Marty Skrull in 15 minutes and 55 seconds. This was fun. This, um, this maybe was my match of the night. I'm trying to think. Where did we, what did we all have on here? I think this was my, this was my match of the night. Yeah, definitely this was my match of the night. I loved it. Definitely a contender in my book. These two, their styles gelled well together. Um, they had a great story going into it. I mean, I loved the story. If you weren't following the story, they even at least let you know what, what was going on. But the story behind it is Marty Skrull right. is the villain. You know, and he and he's the villain, and he's part of a, a heel group, and he's willing to do whatever to succeed. And he was like, you know, Jay Lethal, you used to be just as villainous as me, and you used to be just as dirty as me. I want to bring that out. I want to get that out of you. I want to draw the darkness out of you. And Lethal's like, no, man, I can beat you straight lace clean. I don't, I don't need to do that. I've learned my lessons. I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy and I kick ass. And, uh, I mean, I did. I expected party to win. And then Jay Lethal goes to the dark side and joins the bullet club. That's what, <laughs> that's what my thought process was. That would have been neat. But the Bullet Club, and then that would have set up for Omega to potentially go to WWE somewhere down the line with Jay Lethal taking over the reins as the leader. Yeah, it's like I was gonna say that's kind of um, they're kind of crowded as it is to begin with. They're getting kind of spreading it thin. They don't really need to yeah bring a whole lot of more folks in. But no, this this was Shit, just awesome. WWE next. <laughs> um. One one thing one thing I loved, um, they took the old Eddie Guerrero, um, the old classic Eddie Guerrero, and Skrull, when the ref was down, the ref had took a bump, and Skrull got a chair, and he whacked the chair down on the mat, and then he laid down, and he tossed the chair by uh, Jay Lethal, so it looked like Lethal used the chair on him. Classic Eddie Guerrero ma- uh, move, and we've seen other people do it before, so that's cool, <laughs> but... They added a twist to it where fucking Lethal looked at the chair. He's like, fuck that. He threw it over by Skrull and he laid down. So the ref gets up from the bump and both people are laying down on the mat like they're fucking, like they've both been hit by the chair. And the ref's just like, I don't know. (laughs) And so neither one got the DQ from that. I thought that was just brilliant because we've seen that Eddie Guerrero move done before a time or two. Oh, yeah. But I've never seen this. Oh, I've yeah. never seen somebody turn it around like that where the ref's just like, I don't know. <laughs> that was great. I, I loved that. I, I loved that they did that. You know, we're going to keep talking about wrestling. I didn't bring this up in the news and notes, and I don't know if we'll get, have time to bring it up later. But uh, did you catch the uh, the replay? On on Raw was it Raw or was it SmackDown? The match had a false finish, or no? It was the tag match. Yeah, it was yeah, the Usos the... versus Gable. 
Yeah. And they had a referee. And they replayed it. You can't do that. That's the thing about professional wrestling. There's no replays. Well, and the problem is, if you're going to do it for this match, now you have to do it going forward. You've set a precedence now. Now you say, okay, we're able to do the replay right away. We're able to let the ref know. So now on, whenever anything shenanigans happen, anytime twin magic happens, anytime someone hits somebody behind the ref's back, you've set a precedent that you have to let the ref know now. Yeah, that really pissed me off. I was like, that's... That was not good. That was not good. Disgusting. Disgusting. Um, And, you know, the, the ending, like you... The ending of this really surprised me because Jay Lethal ended up doing some shenanigans to win. He, um, Marty Skrull had tried to do the low blow earlier and couldn't get it. And uh, when the ref had his back turned, Jay Lethal hit Marty Skrull with a low blow and then hit the lethal injection and got the pin. So he actually did. He, he, he pulled some of those old villainous roots out. So that tells a good story going forward now, too. It's not over. So yes. I loved that ending also. Right. And he looked, and and Lethal looked like very uh, disappointed in himself at the end. He didn't look happy he won. It was almost like maybe on instinct he did it because he did not look happy that he won. He looked really disappointed in himself. Stop trying to be John Cena. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. I got to say, it was a damn good match, though. And I would, this is a match I would go back and watch again, maybe twice. I will go back and, and watch it again. Um, obviously, <laughs> I didn't get to today beforehand, but I definitely will. Definitely. Right. All right, what's up next? Up next, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. The Motor City Machine Guns defeated the best friends, Bretta and Chucky Taylor. At 10 minutes and 20 seconds. This match was a match. Yeah. This is one of the few that I wasn't fully tuned in for. Well, for the Motor City Machine Guns, this is not in their highlight reel. Um, some of that has to go on them. Um, I've, I've never, I've said it before. I've never been a Beretta fan, but I know in, uh, Rapungi Vice, he was great with, uh, with Rocky Romero. So, um, you know, and Chuck Taylor is a really good wrestler. So I thought, Hey, you know, they could make a good tag team. I didn't feel it click. Um, they did some, they did some, some fun spots. It was, it was a good match. I wouldn't say it was a bad match, but it wasn't, uh, when I look for a Motor City Machine Guns match, I expect more out of them than this. Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, I mean, they just, uh, I thought they'd give me more. But, um, and you know, they were kind of, the Motor City Machine Guns were the faces in this, but they were kind of playing it off as heels, and it made it kind of confusing, because it felt like the wrestlers didn't know what way to go with it. Yeah, I think they just had bad chemistry. I think I think it's just these four guys just do not work well together. Maybe by no fault of any of theirs. Maybe those four just do not work well together. I don't know. But yeah, I I could have lived without it. But at the same time, Motor City Machine Guns, I'll watch them. 
because there's going to be a handful of stuff I'm going to love. Something great that they do that's amazing. Some old school classic signature shit that I expect them to do. And, and I have fun with it. Up next, we have the four-way elimination Ring of Honor TV Championship. Silas Young defeated Kenny King, Punishment Martinez, and Shane Taylor. Well, Punishment pinned Taylor, Young pinned King, and Young pinned Martinez. And this is the match I was talking about earlier with the ref who didn't catch it, but still saw the remnants and did nothing about it. Right, yeah. Which yeah, is probably bottle. the way it should be. That's the way wrestling classically yeah. is with the bottle. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, I was surprised at how much I liked this match. I yeah, yeah, no, me much too. Out of it. And it's like, holy shit. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. And, and I didn't see the ending. It did, they didn't get eliminated in the order I expected either. I didn't expect to see Kenny King go out and two people were left. Right. I was hoping for it. I saw, like, earlier in the match, they were all beating on him. And I'm like, what if he goes out first? That would be brilliant. Right. And it was. And it was. <laughs> yeah, it was It was really good. Uh, Punishment Martinez has been impressing me every time i seen him. When I first, first time i seen yeah. him, I didn't care for him at all. Not at all. I dismissed him right I away. Let's see Punishment Martinez versus Baron Corbin. Yeah, yeah. That would be a good match. And uh, Silas Young... Be- who um I, I still don't love Silas Young, but man, he he he's good. He's good. Yeah, the Beer he's, City To me he's like super vintage wrestler. That's what I what I get from him. Yeah. The facial hair, the the body build, the everything about him. Yeah, he's not a sculpted man. You don't see his abs or anything like that. He's hairy, he's got a gut, he drinks. The Beer City Bruiser was out there just having a blast. I want that job. I want to just go ringside and drink beer. <laughs> um, I'll get into shape and become a professional wrestler. You can be my manager. There we go. Shane Taylor. I'm not a big Shane Taylor fan, but he came and he went. He served his purpose. He was the first one out. That's okay. Otherwise, yeah, uh, the the three of them, King, King, Young, and Martinez. I enjoyed it. And Martinez and Young at the end was actually pretty good, them two alone. Again, the yes. two people I'm not really yes. not really high on, but they, man, they made, I was into it. I was glued to the TV. Glued to the TV. But yeah, one, one beer bottle to the skull, man. That'll change some shit. Yes, it will. I didn't see as much blood as I wanted to after the bottle broke and there was blood Right. And by as much as I wanted to, I mean I'm pretty sure I saw zero blood. You know what's funny? You'll have to try so to see... part of it later in the night. You'll have to try to see ring, if you can... Um, you have to try to see if you can if you can spot it when you watch Wrestle Kingdom. I'm not going to say where it's at, but there's actually a blade botch. It's hilarious. Um... I see the one wrestler go for the blade, and he hands it to the ref. So the ref's going to pass it on to the other wrestler, right? Well, they do some moves, and the ref ends up falling and drops the blade. I seen it fly out of his hand, because I, I was like, when I seen him pass, I was like, man, he's passing him a blade, isn't he? So it fucking dropped out of his hands. 
Then they go around, they do a spot like four times that should have produced blood and it doesn't. <laughs> then you see the other wrestler come up there and the ref's talking to him and doing this and doing this and he goes to check on the down wrestler and you can see him hand the blade. And then they do that spot one more time. I think it's the fifth or sixth time. And then he's down on the ground for a while and he comes up and he's got blood all over. And I was like, oh, yep, yep. You guys are supposed to blade. <laughs> supposed to do that earlier, but he dropped the damn blade. God damn it, refs. You can't watch the action. You can't catch a blade. What good are you? <laughs> it, was, it was funny. I laughed just because I was noticing it. I haven't seen any reports on it. So maybe I'm making it up in my head, but man, I was watching it. I was like, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, it made the match that more thrilling to you, though. It was. I, I enjoyed that part of it. I was I was laughing. Because I kept waiting for it. I'm like, well, God, they keep doing that spot over and over again. Maybe he has the blade and he's just waiting for it. And then you seen the ref come over there and they did it just one more time. And then he's busted open. Yep. Um... <laughs> But before we move on, I do want to say Silas Young, new TV champion. I was hoping for uh, yes. King. I love King. I loved him holding it. But damn, I think Silas is going to have a good run as TV champ, and I'm excited to see where this takes him. I think this could be good. And maybe this will lead to a, a feud between the, bru- the, the Beer City Bruiser and uh, Silas Young. You never know. Never know. Never know. That'd be a good match, too. I'm looking forward to seeing some future shit out of this. I, I think Silas Young the first time I saw him. Yeah. And and I, I'm happy he won. I'm sad I didn't pick him. I am too. I'm happy he won. I don't think anybody expected him to. I thought it was between no. Punishment and, and, and Kenny. Honestly, I, I could see them putting it on Punishment because they're building him up. Mm-hmm. He's definitely he's definitely a good character. I I, I would want the championship. Who did I pick? Oh, I but picked I picked Silas Punishment. Yeah. Yes, you did. Yes, I did. All right, on to the best match of the night, Pasty. Yeah, God, this match was just a classic, classic match. <laughs> it was a New York Street fight with the Briscoes defeating Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer. At 16 minutes and 30 seconds, and I tell you what, about half that time was painful for me. <laughs> I would agree. Half the time was not <laughs> horribly enjoyable. <clears throat> I thought this was going to be like the classic match of the night, the one that you always hold on to and hold dear to your heart. Right. I think you I really hope called this, this one... Ray's last match. I think you called this one as being the match of the night, probably. Like, the one you're going to walk I away did. from. Like, yes. I was super stoked on it. Yes. Super stoked on it as soon as I heard it. Like, holy shit. I mean, we both knew the Briscoes were going to take it. I just thought it was going to be better. Yeah. Oh, I, I expected it to be way better. Tommy um, Dreamer was, like, four steps behind every step of the way and expected to mimic everything Bully Ray did. Like, uh... It was hard, hard to watch. I liked the cheese grater. Like I, like I said before we started recording, I always pop for the cheese grater. I know it's, yeah. I know what it is, but man, when you take a cheese grater to somebody's head and there's just blood running down, I just love that. I eat it up. I eat it up. So that was cool. The rest of it. Oh, the one thing I, I did like. I think I let out my first real groan 
and Tommy Dreamer brought out the kitchen sink. But you know and what I, I did just bonked love? it with it and then put it down. You know what I did love? Was the lightsaber versus kendo stick fight. They busted out, folks, they busted yes. out real lightsabers. Not real lightsabers, but they busted out the ones you can buy at, this, at Walmart. This was really like the, all the in-sync movements were supposed to happen, and it was bad. <laughs> but it all started because Tommy Dreamer's lightsaber went out, and he couldn't get it to light up again. Right. It doesn't matter, Tommy. Just swing. Just swing. <laughs> Right. That was that was fun. I liked the lightsaber. I thought that was fun. I thought it was cute. I thought it, it, it worked. It added a little levity. It obviously wasn't hardcore. You hit somebody with one of the, I could whap my son with one of those things hard as I can. It ain't going to do nothing. But that was good. You might break the lightsaber. But then, the, and the end. I think that not only was the match itself not great, they could have won us at the end, Pasty, and they didn't. They, the end was probably the worst part Dude, of the match, and it killed the match. I was so pissed because they brought out the, the lighter fluid for the yes. table, and I was like, they just did this to him in WWE. He's actually going to light it on fire this time, right? Right? Yeah. Right? 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 No. No. Not even fucking close. No. And Adam not only- the Briscoes didn't even have the respect Holy Ray enough to light the table before they tried to put him through it. It was a Dean Ambrose style try. It was. It was the worst 3D I've ever seen in my life. Like, holy shit. Oh this my is god. It's going to be Bully Ray's last match because they're going to kill him. <laughs> there was more than a few times that he got. I, I felt like he, he took more than he should have yeah, for they, some moves. But they super botched the 3D. That was just horrible. On both ends. Picking them up and, and trying to drop on them. I mean, it was just... God, it was bad. Those are looking at him like, oh my god, these are old guys. They're legends. We can't hurt them. And Bully Ray and Tommy like, oh my god, we're old. We can't hurt them. <laughs> Whatever it was, it was, it wasn't. Whatever it was, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, like... I put 90% of the blame on Tommy. I would agree with this that. This was supposed to be like a moment for Bully Ray, even in losing. Yep. And it was it was hard to watch. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it Tommy wasn't the, has a lot to blame. It wasn't worth the scene. But it wasn't what it was supposed to be by any means. No. No, I think it was, I mean, I, I think I can safely say it was the disappointment of the night. Yeah. I don't know if anything else disappointed me as much as that. Like, you know, I had this expectation and ended up here. Yeah, yeah. It felt like a WWE match. Yeah. Yes, it did. And I don't get it, because supposedly, Bully and Devon work for WWE backstage. No, Devon. So is, Devon does. Bully does not. He he did for a while. No, when they let when he left TV, he was gone. Huh? When he when he left TV, he left WWE as a contracted person for anything. Yeah, well, I guess because they like squashed the idea of his solo career. Yeah. Right. Yep. Got to. And he wanted to go to Ring of Honor, and he wanted to uh, help the kids out there. You know. 
I, well, I uh, listened to an interview of his a long time ago where he just said, you know, I didn't even come here to win matches. I came here to teach guys stuff. I came here to lose. I came here to put people over. He's like, I just, I just want to make the, he's like, this, this reminds me of the old ECW locker room and I want to help make it as best I can. Good for him. You don't get enough of that nowadays. Right. Right. Yeah, I definitely hope that's not Bully Ray's last match, and I hope he goes on to do something much better. You and me both, my friend. I used to love Tommy Dreamer. You know, sadly, I know he's an icon. I've just never, he's never done it for me. I don't know if it's because I was a huge Raven fan when they had their huge feud or what, but he's just... He's always been very bland to me. I know he's the innovator of violence, but he's just always been very bland to me. (laughs) What do we got next? Well, then. Up next, we got the six-man tag team championships. The Hung Bucks defeating Dragon Lee, Titan, and Flip Gordon in 15 minutes and 11 seconds. I like this match. This was the this was the the spot fest of the evening, and uh, I think it did well. Yes. I think it did well. This is the one, folks. If you've yeah, no, seen the spot with the Young Bucks trying to do the super kicks, and they kept like getting out of the way. Right. That was fun. And if Watch. any of you, I'm sure any wrestling fan has already seen the gifs and the videos and the memes. Of um, where all of them are trying to drop kick each other and they just keep missing. This is that yep. match. This is where that happened. I suppose I, I think we have to talk about that because that blew up the internet about as much as anything else. Um, I enjoyed the spot. I didn't have a problem with it, me personally. What do you think, Pasty? But then you got the people who are saying that the Bucks are ruining wrestling. I love what they do. It's fun. It's it's not your normal shit. And that's what is good about them. They're not giving you yes. the same shit you're always seeing. <clears throat> and I will say this, though. It was kind and, of neat. I, don't know, I, don't... I was um, I was watching this with my son and his friend. And um, and, and to be fair, I didn't, I didn't know Dragon Lee or Tatan at all. And that's because they came from CMLL. And I don't frequent CMLL a lot. But I'm watching it with with the kids, and they don't they know the Bucks. That's all they know is the Bucks. They don't know Hangman Page or nobody. And uh, I'm watching it, and my son's friend he he looked at it completely different. All these like me, I was like, God, it's a beautiful display of as athleticism and choreography. Like it's just beautiful. It's like synchronized swimming. I love it. I don't love synchronized swimming. I love this though. Um, and then the other people are like, Oh, it's horrible. It, it, it doesn't even look real, and they're ruining it because nobody nobody believes this shit, and that they're that choreographed. My son's friend, he looked at me, and he just started laughing. And I was like, why are you laughing? He's like, these guys are really bad. Every one of them kept missing. And I was like, that's a good point, too. Everybody's missing every time. <laughs> it's like, yeah. They look like they don't know what they're doing. And not in a bad way. I was like, yeah, that's... That was neat to see a different perspective. A perspective from somebody who isn't either, like, hating this type of wrestling or loving it. Just somebody who watches wrestling and was giving their opinion. Just from the mouths of babes, as they say. Mm. He's like, well, they just keep missing everybody. 
Uh, but awesome. I gotta awesome. say, I love the double Indie Taker at the end. That was yes. Beautiful. I always love an Indie Taker, but a double Indie Taker. You got me, baby. You got me. You got me, Bucks. There's not really a lot of room to tuck your head in a double Indie Taker. That's kind of scary. You gotta trust the person giving it to you. That's all you can do. That is all you can do. And I will say something. I'm not going to spoil anything to anybody out there who might not have watched New Japan Pro Wrestling. Might not have dedicated six hours of their life today to watching it like I did. But the Bucks match at uh, New Japan uh, Wrestle Kingdom 12, very different than this. All the people that piss on them and shit on them and, and say that they're killing the wrestling business, go and watch the Wrestle Kingdom 12 match, and I think I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. I was. And I, I love their normal style, and I was I was pleasantly surprised with how they uh, how they performed. Most definitely. And we should say the Hung Bucks won. Hung Bucks won with yeah. that, with that double indie taker. It was a good match. It was a lot of fun to watch. It was, yeah. And I liked this last match a whole lot. Thought I was going to. I liked. And it. that's the Ring of Honor World Championship match, in which Dalton Castle defeated the American Nightmare Cody <laughs> at twelve minutes and fifty-five seconds. God, that was unexpected but awesome. I love it. But before we talk about that, I guess we should kind of spotlight how the addiction came out. What's his face and they. Had attack the hung bucks after their victory oh uh, yeah yeah <laughs> go ahead forgot about that part but it came <laughs> back to me now that's it i just wanted to say that happened okay. and it was good yeah. <laughs> yeah. now on to the ring of honor world championship yeah, and, match and, and um and uh and, and they're gonna be they're gonna be doing their six-man tag match um they're gonna be going for the six-man titles or are they putting their they're they're putting their hat in the ring for the six man uh uh championships. You know what I mean? They're they're starting to they're starting to team. Yeah, yeah. They're starting to team with uh with uh, uh Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky came out with them. And, and so if it goes over well. Watch it for WWE two thousand nineteen, the six man tag team Royal Rumble match. With 36 man tag teams entering the ring. <laughs> and only one six man tag team lasting. Boy. That'll pull out the double <laughs> ring for that one. Right, you might need four. <laughs> um, you know what? Right off the bat, Dalton Castle's entrance. I loved it. Loved it. Way better than Cody Rhodes. Yes! And I know yes. everybody was talking about how great the Cody Rhodes entrance was. I love Dalton Castle's entrance. Fuck. Out on the the boys pulling him out on a throne. God, that was it was cool. It was cool. It was great. It felt like a wrestling moment. Yeah, truly it did. Truly. I still stand by my I love Cody's hair. I accept it. I'm still not. I'm still not. I, it is I'm what still it is. not big on Cody. 
He doesn't do a lot for me. And, and even in this match, I liked this match, but I think it could have been so much better with, uh, say, a Marty Skrull or a Kenny King or a Jay Lethal facing off against uh, Dalton Castle instead of Cody. Obviously, Cody had the championship, so if he wants to win the championship, he's facing him. Uh, I just, I think Dalton's, I think his work was impeccable. Cody's was good, but good. I was hoping he impressed you a little bit more than he has in the past. He didn't. He just didn't. I don't know. I still haven't got it. Just haven't got it. He bled good. He did. He did bleed, and that's that's good. We, We like that. We like that. And Dalton Castle won in the end. I mean, which I did yes. not see happening. <laughs> I did not. I see did him. apparently. He, he nailed that banger ring and uh, and uh, and fucking won the match. One, two, three. It was fucking. It was fucking awesome. And that was after he just got hit with a disaster yeah, no. by Cody. So fuck. Good for you, Dalton. I marked out for a good minute. I'm not even a big Ring of Honor guy. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dalton! And that rounded out with the night with both of us dead even. It did. Across the board. Same as our uh, our, our last um, WWE of the, of the year was also dead even. So you and I are going into, going into 2018 dead even. I'm thinking we gotta. I'm thinking we gotta keep track of some of our stuff and do something at the end of the year. Tally, tally our scores and see what. I don't know, or not. We'll see. <laughs> we can do it. I'm down with it. I mean, we already have the page. The I mean, page if, with all the information that you guys will never see, but you will hear. At the uh, at at the end of the year, if I have more than you, then we'll do something. But if you have more than me, I say we just skip it. <laughs> if, it, if it ends in a dead tie we really have to do something right we'll have to go we'll have to go to uh go up to minneapolis and and beg for fucking patreon supporters oh all in all i i i thoroughly enjoyed this pay-per-view i think it was uh it was better than um what was wwe's last pay-per-view um Oh, another thing we should do, too, on the same lines of that, like like the busking musician who sets up the guitar case and plays music, we'll just come and we'll set up a pop-up stand and start our podcasting with our hats in front of the table. People can walk by and throw their change in right. for our entertainment. <laughs> right. Um, trying to think of what... Oh, Clash of Champions was the last WWE one. I think I think this was better than our Clash of Champions was. I think I think Ring of Honor beat them at least at, at their December pay per view. But you know, final battle is Ring of Honor's kind of WrestleMania, so you would you would hope they would. So we got to see Ring of Honor final battle. That's their WrestleMania. Um, I got to see, and you're going to soon see Wrestle Kingdom 12, which is New Japan's WrestleMania. And a, a couple short months after that, we're going to see WWE's WrestleMania. And uh, maybe if I remember and we think about it, we'll take some time and compare and contrast the three. So yeah. We like to yeah, like I'm down with that. That kind of shit. We might not remember. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. 
Nobody. Got anything else to say about Final Battle before we move into our next segment? No, it was a good time. I, I had a good time from start to finish. I enjoyed it. it Lots was, of good matches. and I mean, th- this pay-per-view wasn't six hours. But with that being said, I, Thank I, found God. It, I found it easier to watch Ring of Honor's Final Battle than New Japan Wrestle Kingdom 12. That being said, also, I was up until, like, after 3 o'clock because I wanted to watch it as soon as it aired. And then I fell asleep after the first match, and then I woke up at 9. So I also didn't get much sleep. So (laughs) not having much sleep and then sitting watching wrestling for 6 hours, 6-plus hours, was kind of... It wore on me, but I, I wanted to get it all in before I got spoilers. And... There's a lot of things I wouldn't have been able to sit through six hours of, and I was able to sit through six hours of this, so that says something to it. Yeah. Um, so moving yeah, I'll on. definitely get around to watching that this week. We can talk about oh, it next yeah. week or what have you. Yeah, and like and like you said, I mean, do it in, in segments because you're probably going to enjoy it better. You might not remember everything as clearly, but you're going to enjoy it better. Give yourself some rest in between. Watch something non-wrestling yeah. related and then then go back to it. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Now time for the Young Bucks favorite segment on Beef Sticks Podcast. Two. Two. Tweet. I found one that I thought was just kind of fun. Heath Slater put out a tweet immediately after the uh, the match with Braun Strowman and, um, and Rhino when Heath Slater got his ass kicked. He just put out a tweet, I hurt like hell. Not an amazing tweet, but I thought it was cute. I wanted to wanted to put it on here. Um, you know, there's a lot of like really positive good and use of social media. Exactly, there's a lot of positive and good and fun tweets this this week. I love it. I'm very happy about that. The next one, Pete Dunn, your United Kingdom champion, posted a tweet where he had four pictures with uh, him with the titles as well as uh, him standing with Triple H and standing with Kurt Angle and standing with uh, William Regal. Just basically like highlights of the year about how great his year's been. And he put the caption, how was your year? And good old Chuck E.T., Chuck Taylor, (laughs) didn't want to miss out. And he replied with, pretty cool, man. I got a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Again, just I mean, there was a lot of fun tweets this 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 week that I was like, man, we gotta we gotta do it. You, you know, stay positive. Stay Hell yeah. Positive. Another one. This is the Miz talking about what we talked about last week. Him getting a wrestler of the year by Rolling Stone magazine, and he said, "You don't become wrestler of the year by wearing your own merch shirts or tactical vests." It's obviously a dig at somebody. You become wrestler of the year by day after day over delivering on everything you do. When I come back, Raw will be my show again. IC is mine, or Intercontinental title is mine. Thanks, Rolling Stone, for this honor. Sorry, Roman. Maybe next year, big dog. So, uh, <laughs> straight up dig at Roman Reigns, man. Talking about the tactical vest, wearing the shield shirts, um, the IC titles his, and then just calling him right out. That he didn't get wrestler of the year. Poor Roman. Poor Roman. (laughs) Uh, 
next one, another fun one. Kurt Hawkins. Um, he he retweeted a WWE tweet that said, Kurt Hawkins' losing streak is something to behold, but it is a fact that he is officially undefeated in 2018. For those of you who don't know, he has not wrestled yet this year. <laughs> That's why he's undefeated. But he's still got his losing streak intact. Dwayne The Rock Johnson replied with, Ha ha, what's up, man? Fuck that losing streak. You're still number one to me. That should be your next t-shirt to, sh to sell. Fuck a losing streak. I smell a top seller. Dwayne's out here just <laughs> dropping F-bombs on WWE tweets. Uh, Rock has no fucks to give either, I don't think. But it's no, cool. no. We'll see him give support for somebody like Curtis Axel, you know? That, that helps. I think that helps. Oh, and I do want to let everybody know, due to a, uh, a great idea from my cohort in, in podcasting, Pasty White, he brought this up last week or the week before, um, going forward, every week I'm going to post our uh, all of our tweets on our Facebook account, facebook.com forward slash podcast. I'm going to, after the show, maybe the night of, maybe the next day, I'll post all of them on one on one post. It'll say two tweet on it, and then all of them will be there. Just open it up. You can look at all these tweets. You can laugh at them. Some of them have pictures. You can share them with your friends. Share them on whatever wrestling sites you're on. Feel free to steal them and do whatever, because I steal everybody's shit. So um, so yeah, going forward, you know, the the next day or something, maybe the day after that, check check our Facebook page because uh, we're we're gonna have all of them on there, all of them. And I say that because this next one contains a picture. And I'll describe it to you here, but you'll get to see it on, on Facebook.com forward slash Beefsticks Podcast. It's The Rock sitting on his outside in his patio on a laptop, giving that rock smile, and he's barefoot. <laughs> and Shane Helms <laughs> tweeted, I'm digging those alligator shoes you're wearing, bro. Oh, damn, those are your feet's. What's up with that? Because his feet look just fucking <laughs> long and fucking flat yeah. in this picture. It's just, I think it's I think it's an optical illusion, but damn, his feet look janky. Yeah, they're not toes I'd put in my mouth. <laughs> no, maybe in a butt, but not in a mouth. <laughs> as long as I don't gotta see him. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so some, some jackass, some nobody like you and me, they, they tweeted James Ellsworth and they said, real Ellsworth, what kind of bookings do you do? I really need a clown for my son's birthday or even better, a human pinata. Let me know, Jim. Ellsworth responded because Ellsworth is a kind, caring man and wants to respond to, to his fans tweets. And he said, yeah, dude, no problem. And if your wife needs a real man for her birthday, I'll be there for you too. Hashtag, I got you. <laughs> I love it when wrestlers just go back at the fans. Just full on. It is great. Just full on. It is great. I so, love James Ellsworth. That is why he won the Pasty Beefy Award. That is, that is why right there. And why not? And why not? This next one was kind of fun too. Uh, WWE United Kingdom account 
posted um, regarding the uh, the if, if you didn't see this week's uh, Raw, Finn Balor and the Good Brothers have joined together at least for that night. But it sounds like they're going to be doing something in the future. The three man group, the Balor Club, the Club, the Bullet Club, whatever you want to call them, they they um, reunited on Raw. And WWE United Kingdom posted a picture of it and said, the boys are back. My favorite wrestling moment of the week so far, by the way. Yeah, they just, yeah, I'm hoping for the best things. They were super giddy and super fucking facey. And it's like, no, these guys need to be heels. They need to be badass heels. Um, That's what made them. They're not going to get over being faces. But, but yeah. This is the original fucking Bullet Club, folks. This is not the original Bullet Club, folks. But these are two; these are three men who were in the Bullet Club in the past. <laughs> uh, Carl, yes, yes. Uh, Machine Gun Carl Anderson, Finn Balor, Tama Tonga, and Bad Luck Fale were the four original Bullet Club members. But, um, but yeah, Luke Doc Gallows came in there later on, and and he's and he's he's a good brother. He's a good brother. Um. His, his his daddy was a his daddy was a um oh shit anyways I don't want to sing WWE United Kingdom tweeted the boys are back in town Monday night WWE Raw saw the debut of the Bullet Club in the WWE and it was too sweet who's looking forward to seeing more Finn Balor Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows now they said. Saw the debut of the Bullet Club. The Bullet Club is owned by um, the Bullet Club. I believe I believe um, New Japan owns it. But anyways, it's it's not owned by W. It is trademarked. <laughs> and with all the recent shit, the Young Bucks retweeted it, and they just posted one picture, and that's the picture of their new shirt that says "Cease and Desist." Ironically, shortly after that, <laughs> WWE United Kingdom edited their post, and now it says WWE Raw saw the debut of the Balor Club in the WWE. Uh, another just fun, <laughs> cute thing. Obviously, the Bucks weren't going to sue them for it, and you can't sue somebody for mentioning something on Twitter. They weren't selling T-shirts that said Bullet Club, and they weren't making you know selling merchandise off it. The Bucks just like to have fun. And have fun, they did. Yes. Here's one from Rusev. He posted this on Rusev. Besides, today. at this point, any chance you can pull the old cease and desist out on the WWE when you're oh, the yeah. Bucks, you, you don't fucking do it. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. And, and every time they do it, it's going to sell that many more shirts. They know how to make money. <laughs> right. Them kids know how to make money. All right, Rusev posted on Rusev Day. As a former employee at Wendy's, instead of drawing W on the burgers, you should do RD for Rusev Day. If anybody's never ate at Wendy's or never took the bun off the top, when you make a Wendy's burger, you are instructed. You put ketchup on in a W. You do not swirl it. You do not blob it. It's a W. That's that's how they train you. That's how you do it, damn it. But he said you should do an RD for Rusev Day. Well, Wendy's responded to Rusev. They said, hey, if you turn those W's upside down, it could be M's for Machka. <laughs> I, I love that all these different things are like, 
somebody in their department is a wrestling fan. You know, that's not even one of his big sellers is Machka. You know, that's not on shirts and shit. Maybe on one or two, I don't know, but that's fucking awesome. Rusev Machka, Rusev eat Wendy's. (laughs) Um, This one, I saved the best for last. This is awesome. This was amazing. And this is very similar to the uh, Wendy's one. Sit back and listen, folks. This is great. Chris Jericho sent out a tweet saying, Flight attendant just came to my seat and told me I've flown three million miles on Delta. And and he tagged Delta in it. He said, I think that deserves a free cocktail at least. This is where it comes to uh these uh these groups. They 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 follow wrestling. They know what's going on. Delta replied to Jericho, they said, Oh wow, what an accomplishment. Are you looking for the gift? The gift of Delta? Well, please follow and DM your confirmation number so we can show you our gratitude for your preference and so you can drink it in, man. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I just love that all these these major brands, these major companies, whoever's in their PR department doing their shit, they're wrestling fans. They know it. They're fucking oh, yeah. fans. They well, I mean, them. even still, Wendy's is tops for fast food tweets. They are the undisputed Arby's champions Arby's of the fast the food Twitter. Is it Arby's? Arby's does all I those think, I think Wendy's things does. where they where they make all the shit out of their uh, out of their packaging. That's Arby's. I think no, that's Win- think. Wendy's is better. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Wendy's snapbacks. Wendy's Wendy's are really good with the comebacks on on Twitter. Look into it. I will. I'm going to have to now because they it. were on top of that. Oh. Anything else we want to discuss before we get into the Jerry of the Week, man? I think this oh, is going to end out our show here. So what do we see out of this uh, Balor Brothers Club for Gentlemen? Um, I think it's just, honestly, I think it's just something for Finn Balor to do right now when they don't have anything for him. I don't think but Vince you is... Look at it. It's another three-man stable. I would love for them to bring a six-man title in. I just don't know. We need... Six-man title. I'm just talking about for a WWE War Games. Oh, well, that'd be good. I would love to see those, those three in a War Games. Hell yeah. Um... I don't think I don't think Vince or Triple H or somebody I don't think they're sold on Carl and Doc. I just don't think they are. I don't think they they got plans for them. <laughs> I appreciate their old school lifestyle outside of the ring. Probably, you know, he's got everybody else pretty complacent. You know, everybody else is making YouTube videos or or playing video games or whatever. It's it's same timid, and then you got the Good Brothers who are. Getting fucked up all the time. Yep. Going on Showing promos. Up to shows. Going on promos talking about their hot Asian wives. <laughs> but I, I I worry about Balor. Mm-hmm. That's my concern. I mean, are they are they are they giving up on Balor or are they or are they sticking with Balor? This this'll be the year to see I, what what they plan right. on doing with Balor. I think this is his year. I don't think if he does it this year, I don't I don't think he's going anywhere in WWE. If it isn't this year, I don't think it happens. Is Balor needs to do better with this faction, regardless of the lasting power. 
needs to do better with it than AJ Styles did when they first came into WWE. Yeah. And it's going to be an overwash, and that's it. You might as well just go back to the indies right there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I'm excited for it, though. These three have great chemistry together. Look around you in the WWE. Look at all those people fighting for camera time. If shit ain't working out for you, when your contract is up, just go. go. Do something that's better for you. Because the company's going to go on with or without you. Hell, even fucking uh, CJ Parker has a pretty decent career in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I, I can't stand the bastard. Juice Robinson in New Japan he is. And I was like, fucking... I never cared for CJ Parker in NXT. I don't care for him in New Japan. But he's making money. He's doing... He's he's he's, he's in pay-per-views. He's doing more than he was doing in WWE. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And I love and I would love to see him stay in WWE, but if they're not going to use him right, get the fuck up. Don't be the next Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Don't do that to yourself. Maybe WWE would down the line start treating their contractors better. Well, and you know, this this sounds kind of sad too, but I don't think WWE would miss Finn Balor if he left. I mean, there's plenty of people to no. take his place. Plenty of people right. to take his place. I, that, that sounds shitty, and I love Finn Balor. I was a fan of Fergal Devitt before he was in WWE. So I, I love the guy. He's great. He's an amazing talent. He's, he's an amazing person. But, I mean, you got your Shinsuke Nakamura's, your AJ Styles, your Roman Reigns, your Seth Rollins, you know, your Braun Strowman's. I mean, WWE isn't going to be hurt to lose Balor either. So that kind of, I don't know what that says, but that's 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 that. Did we want to talk anything about uh, Royal Rumble coming up? Evil and Jordan are the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. No. No. No, they're not. (laughs) They were. Okay. They were, but then they They were. They were for a second. They were. And then that thing with the In my mind, they are the champions. You know what the worst thing is, too? I seen it, and at first I was like, you know, I'd be happy for Gable and Benjamin to, uh, to be champions, that's fine. But then it also just seems like they're just copying Raw again because um, Jason Jordan, right. with a partner that was just thrown into him, Seth Rollins, just won that the tag titles on Raw. Years. She's like, they're only doing this because of Jason Jordan. Yeah, it's like you're just copying the fucking same thing. But I don't know. Any Any Royal Rumble thoughts? Um, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Um, obviously, I think a SmackDown guy is gonna win the Royal Rumble because Raw still has Elimination Chamber, and that's Roman Reigns' time to win and go to fight Brock Lesnar. Yep. Um, I don't know who it could be. Shinsuke, why not? They're making him a big deal. Again, <laughs> they're trying to. Yeah, and I think for because we all know that we all know that Roman Reigns versus Brock is going to be the main event of WrestleMania, so they could have a lower guy like. Uh, going to want it to be. He's going to make his return at the Rumble, and he's going to win it. You could make it a lower guy like Shinsuke someone... versus AJ because you're not. That's not. People are buying the Rumble for two reasons: for the Royal Rumble, 
and for Roman versus Brock. Nobody's buying it for any other reason. You know. So this is a right. good year to do something good like that. It, it opens the possibilities. But then again, I mean, they've still never said that you have to go for the brand's title that you're on. So theoretically, anybody could win it and go against AJ if they wanted. Any Raw guy could. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. And with AJ defending his title against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Brock Lesnar defending his championship in a shitty triple threat match. Where Kane's going to pin Kane. Yeah. Yeah. Brock's going to pin Kane. It'll still be it. Finish. It's a big man brawl. It'll be what it is. Uh-huh. What are your thoughts on now that match should be inside? That would be nice. That would that would probably be good. What are your thoughts on Taker? You think he's uh he's fighting at Mania? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with the crowd that's saying Taker Cena is happening this year. I would agree. I think it's Taker Cena, and I think we deserve it. I'm okay with that. We've never gotten Undertaker John Cena at a WrestleMania, and if Undertaker's going to wrestle. Taker, Kane, and Cena in a triple threat match. Well, I think if... And you, you could do that. The thing is, the thing I like about Cena, which would actually be the same about Kane, is at least you got somebody in there who can take care of Undertaker. I mean, he's a veteran. Yeah. He knows how to work safe. He knows how to take care of you. He's strong. He can, you know, if, if Taker messes something up or can't quite get all of something, John Cena can push him through it. And I think he needs somebody. You know, people have talked about Undertaker, Braun Strowman. Strowman's way too green to have a good match with Undertaker. Way too green. Yeah. You know, and I know this won't happen, but it would be kind of cool if Taker put his career on the line against AJ Styles' title at Mania. That would be neat. That would be. That would be really That would be... I don't know. You you wouldn't be able to get there unless Undertaker won the Royal, the Royal Rumble, Rumble, yeah. Which I don't see happening. Well, and then if he did that, he'd have no reason to put his career on the line, though. You know what I mean? You'd almost not be able to do the Royal Rumble. Um, I would love that match. The only thing is, if that's gonna, I, when I think of Taker's last match, I want it to be something memorable. I don't. I mean, I love AJ, but Undertaker. Tombstone, the Tombstone versus the Styles Clash. That's not epic. No. I think that's great. Not at all. <laughs> not really. They have no chemistry. They have no history. They have nothing. It'd be forced. You know, that his last match shouldn't be forced. It should have something to do with his legacy. Whether it's Cena, whether it's Kane, yeah. whether it's Roman Reigns, you know, beating him again and this time actually retiring him. You know, something with... <laughs> I don't want to see it. I, I don't want to see that, but I think... I think the match wouldn't be as good as AJ versus Taker, but I think the story is way better than AJ versus Taker. Yeah. Because I could see, you know, Undertaker basically doing what um, Shawn Michaels did. It'd be basically the, except he'd be in Shawn Michaels' role. You know, you beat me last time, but you're not, I'm not out of the yard yet. I'm going to face you again, and this time I'm winning. And if I don't, my career's over, you know. And that's what, you know, that's what Sean did with Taker. He wanted to beat him so bad. 
So I could at least it has a story. It has something tangible. So what happens if if real world goes down and Cena Taker happens? Cena beats Taker, and then later in the night, fucking Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns happens. Roman Reigns wins the Universal Title. Out comes the Undertaker and gives the gives Roman Reigns his hat and trench coat. And then Roman started wearing the hat and well, trench you know, coat. The, the, the only thing that Roman Reigns need, needs right now is more accessories. But not calling himself the Undertaker. You need, no, but he needs more accessories. The gloves and the vest just aren't enough. I want to see a coat. I want to see a hat. I want to see gloves over his Roman gloves Reigns now. You could see Roman Reigns with the coat and the hat is all I'm saying. With the vest. He has to have the vest too. Keep the vest You on. can never say that like Undertaker gave his gimmick to Roman Reigns. But it could always be kind of implied. If you ever said it, it would break everything immediately. He didn't give his gimmick to him, but he gave him his wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> it would take surgical precision, but I could see Roman Reigns in the Undertaker's entrance attire. Oh. Not with the same... You have just pissed off so many fans right now. I'm not even kidding. You've pissed <laughs> off a lot of people. Not that that's a bad thing. Fuck you too. Yeah, that's not a bad thing at all. Why not think outside the box? Roman has been doing good. Last year, he said he was taking the yard. He took the yard. He showed Undertaker all year what he can do, and then at the end of the year, he wins the Universal Championship. Yeah, that's a great time for Undertaker to come out and actually give him the props he should have last year. Let's be fair, though. He did not take the yard after the the Undertaker thing because Braun Strowman spent three and a half months destroying him. (laughs) So he kind (laughs) of, he didn't quite take the yard. He was in there. (laughs) He was in the yard. He was in there. Yeah. There was other monsters in the yard. The Undertaker was running the shit. You know what's interesting? I was talking with a friend of mine the other day about this. You know, through Undertaker's entire career, he's never been the guy. There's never been a moment he's been the guy. Right. When he first came in, Hulk Hogan was the guy. Then Bret Hart became the guy. Then after the Montreal Screwjob, Shawn Michaels became the guy. Then we had Triple H's Reign of Terror, and he was the guy. Then John Cena was the guy for years and years. And now Roman Reigns is the guy. It's kind of it's kind of sad when you look back. I mean, Undertaker's been a huge part of everything WWE for decades. But it's kind of sad he's never been like the guy of the company. Yeah. I guess he didn't need it. He didn't need to be the guy. He helped make a lot of the guys. We can say that. Right. And I don't know, because it's all on perspective, too. Because in my opinion, and I know a lot of people don't agree with me, but Undertaker... As the American badass was the guy. Well, no, but what I'm talking about is the guy that literally was running the company. Like, the guy who sold all the tickets, the guy who sold the pay-per-views, the guy whose merchandise was selling. I mean, like, literally the He's guy. The like one who the, got me to watch. The number one, you know, the no, well, yeah, but you're one person. I'm talking about the person that puts asses in seats. There's only one guy that puts asses in seats at a time. Undertaker does it every WrestleMania. It's always hinging on him. 
I think and his same, match was never first on the card. I think the same amount of people would buy WrestleMania whether or not Undertaker's on it. I don't think he sells it at all. I think people look forward to it. I don't think he sells a ticket. I don't think he sells a single ticket. I might be wrong, but I don't think he does. Mm, God, what if WWE was... Now I pissed like, off a lot of like people. Local, <laughs> like local hip-hop shows in which promoters sold artists' tickets, or in this case, performers' tickets, and made them sell them to be able to play. So you have to pay for the tickets and then turn around and sell them in order to play the show. Indie promoters are like that. A lot lot of indie promoters are like that, yep. A lot of them. Shit. Yep. Sometimes if, if a house doesn't draw what it was supposed to draw... You owe them money for, for your performance. You drove all that way, spent that gas money, and you owe them money because they put you in there banking that this many people were going to come. That's what your job was. Yeah. It's, it's kind of sad and pathetic, but you know but you know the struggle firsthand, my friend. Right, right. Oh, I, I, I avoid it as much as possible. I try to find loopholes <laughs> and other ways. And right. if it's a show I really want to play i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put up my money to say yeah i can sell these tickets i know my name is worth these tickets and and with your headliner and your promoting we should be able to do just fine i'm not paying 500 dollars to play a 15 minute set not happening ever fuck yourself (laughs) (laughs) so did you have uh did you get the uh jerry of the week do you have that ready to go Yes, sir, I do. Well, let's knock that out, and then we'll come back and close the show. I'm going to get a little uh, backstory for everybody. You heard earlier in the news that Sid Vicious um, no-showed an independent wrestling promotion, Absolute Intense Wrestling. And uh, so the day of, he didn't show up there. He didn't show up on his flight. So the promoters were trying to figure out what's up. Because they have to know what's going on. They've promoted this show. They've promised Sid Vicious. So they called Sid Vicious, and they were smart enough to not only record it, or not only put him on speaker, but also record it. Um, so this was a 10-minute phone con- ten minute plus phone conversation. I edited it down. Um, Significantly. So, yeah, I've edited it down to, to less than four minutes. But, folks, it's hilarious. If you ever knew Sid Vicious in the past or, or heard his shit, he's basically cutting a promo. I'm pretty sure he's popped up on cocaine because um, I, I edited out a lot of the sniffling, but he does a lot of sniffling and he does a lot of rambling. <laughs> he backtracks. He double talks. He, he makes excuses. Um, he just basically, he just fucked these promoters over, and they actually, I think, did better with the EC3 deal than they would have with Sid. But we have... A uh, uh, abridged version of that Sid Vicious phone call for you folks, yes, you folks, to hear. And thusly crowning our first Jerry of 2018. Who would have thought in 2018 Vicious would still be winning, getting something? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pasty, let me know when you're ready. Oh, I'm ready, sir. All right, and go. Sid. Sid. John. What's up? What's up? Man, I just got back from the airport. 
They got a goddamn thing on my driver's license where it says I didn't pay a ticket, and I got it sitting here. I just got a little dude in my mail. It ain't nothing but about a fucking speed ticket, and I guess now that fucking uh, Donald Trump has got these fucking things on different states, they can't let me get through without a passport, and I didn't have my passport, and I can't find that son of a bitch either. So, so what happens now? I don't know, John. That's why I'm sitting there looking. Like, like, I, I, called I called the airport, the airport this, mo- uh, the airline this morning, and, uh, you know, they didn't have any answers for me. I was trying to call you. Again, like you said, I know the girl works there at Delta. She says, there's just nothing we can do. Well, your flight was on American. I know that, but she works there, so I tried to go in and see if she knew anybody and, you know, help me out on that. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know, you this know, this, uh, this uh, kind of sucks, sucks for me because I had a lot, you know, I sold a lot of tickets for tonight. I know, John, I'm not upset more than you are, of course. Yeah, I just don't know how I'm going to explain it to people, you know? Right. Because they said, the counter said what it was is because of these new restrictions that Donald Trump has put on different states. And they don't know, because they can't look it up and go, well, you got a problem in this state. You know what I mean? That fucking, that fucking Trump, man, I tell you. Now, I'm going to tell you what, uh, John, I, I've never voted in my whole life, but um, I, this Donald Trump has messed up more things than this. And the, we could go on all day um, about the football thing. You know, I didn't want Colin Kaepernick around either. Um, for what he did. But the deal was is the NFL owners had already decided he wasn't going to be around. So Donald Trump steps in and makes up all this fuss. Now everybody I know is not even watching football anymore. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's turning into a real crazy world. Well, he just turned it into something he didn't have to. You know, again, the owner said, Kaepernick's not going to play. So if, you were, if that was the stance that you wanted to take, it was already taken. So Donald Trump comes in and makes up a little bit more fuss. Now it's got, you know, I, I know, I don't, honestly, I don't know very few people that I talk to uh, when I bring up the subject that are watching football. It, well, there's a, that, you know, I guess if there's any type of fraternity that's, that's going to be probably the last touch or last effect of all this will be the NFL football owners. You know, I would guess. You know, I didn't know. I didn't realize this until they said this. That there's not a black owner. Um, you know, so before they ever let someone like, um, you know, Vince McMahon in, they probably, you know, put a black owner in first. But I doubt that even, you know. Right. They're going to be real picky about who they put in there. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe uh, in a couple weeks we could uh, have you on my podcast or something and you could maybe, just, like, explain. Yes. Explain the situation. I'm just, I'm trying, just trying to find, find now. I'm trying to scramble to try to find a replacement for you know something. I don't I don't know what to what to do last minute. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. So if you didn't get to see Sid Vicious at that show, it's Donald Trump's fault and Colin Kaepernick. 
<laughs> he goes off on Trump. He goes off on football, Kaepernick. I called the gal at Delta. Uh, your flight was American Airlines. I know, I know. Fucking shut up, Sid. <laughs> shut up. Just fucking oh, on and on and back talking, trying to talk about anything but the situation. <laughs> I didn't know, but did you know they don't have any black owners? What the fuck does that have to do with anything, Sid? Yes, it's a sad development in the system, but it has nothing to do with you not coming there. And I love how he's like, he's like, I got a parking ticket, so they won't let me go, but I got to find my passport. You need a passport to go. You never need a passport to go to another state, Sid. That is not how passports work. <laughs> I don't care how crazy Trump is. Trump has done a lot of shit, but he is not keeping you from fucking getting to this. Need a passport, my ass. I just found this too hilarious to not share with you folks. I didn't want to put 10 minutes of it. He talks for a long time about his fucking parking ticket. And, oh, you know, I don't know. And, I, and my wife has it, and I... I got it right here, part of the time, he says, and then later his wife has it. <laughs> one point he got it, like, two months earlier, and then at one point he just got it, and it's just... Oh, fucking Jerry. Uh, I want to hear the whole 10-minute thing. Where the fuck can I find it? YouTube. Just look up uh, Just look up Sid Vicious um, Indie Promoter. It's, it probably pops right up. Okay. And you can listen to the whole ten minute spiel. You know, I didn't I didn't cut and move and things around so or nothing. Friends. Next time I call into work sick, I'm gonna blame it on Donald Trump. <laughs> right? You know, with all these travel plans and everything and uh <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's, it's under uh, Sid Vicious. I mean, the whole big thing is Sid Vicious phone call canceling absolute intense wrestling booking. I just put up Sid Vicious independent promoter and it came up. Okay. So, absolutely. There you go, folks. Hope you all enjoyed the first Beef Sticks podcast of the year. And I would say the best one of this year so far. I think this is the best one of 2018 so far. We're not going to be able to top it. We're not going to be able to top it, so I don't even see a point in trying. We should just stop This now. is the last Beef Sticks podcast ever. Yep, I'm glad y'all were able to, to make it. See, see us sign off for the last time. It's a sad, sad <laughs> moment. <laughs> don't forget, I will be posting all the two tweets um, on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Beef Podcast, if you would like to look at the two tweets. Um, I might throw some extra ones in there, too, that I didn't think were horribly great, but maybe uh, maybe y'all would like them. I didn't think they took the time on our show, but maybe you enjoy them. So, yeah, frequent us. I post random shit on there all the damn time. If you want to know who won a title and on this day in history, whose birthday, who died, this, that, or the other thing, we get all sorts of stuff up there. It's a, it's a plethora of Here knowledge. Say, the Facebook page may be more entertaining than the show itself. <laughs> right? Right? Check it out. Alright. I'm done for the fucking... I'm done for the year. Like, comment, subscribe, follow, retweet. Yes. Share. Download. Do it all. These Sticks Podcast. Have a good... Don't swipe right. Have a good Rusev year. Wait, swipe right. Swipe, swipe. (laughs) Make a circle. Just make a circle.
<laughs> love you like a lovesick puppy. We out.